When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as K-Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm Dustin Ross. This is the friend zone. And here's the news that you can use. First up. Singer, rapper, or something, Jaquise and Dreezy have broken up. And he gonna send <gasps> us an email. And he gonna send us an email talking about can we please say they ended the relationship, not broke up, because he five one and the up thing, you know. Oh anyway, all right. Next. <clears throat> Andy Cohen <laughs> said that contrary to recent reports, Caitlyn Jenner's ass will not be joining the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. When asked why. The Bravo exec said, because the bitch look like old Mac from Legends of the Hidden Temple. And finally. <laughs> what a bug And finally, Tory Lane's lion ass was spotted. <laughs> you remember old Mac from Hidden Temple? <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple. Tell me that ain't Caitlyn. All right. Call, look, call me Kate. All right. <laughs> finally. Tory Lane's lion ass was spotted in New York City this weekend. Mm-hmm. He was shooting a music video. Welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because uh, who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know I don't. Welcome to the Friend Zone, everybody. Uh, <laughs> hey, Fran, how you doing? <laughs> Did you see the video of him shooting the video? Oh, my oh, God. Clip? It was so mm-hmm. pathetic. Did you see the crowd? Kids, Bob. I love how whenever you go to the comments, some of the times the things that you're looking at, it's exactly what's at the top of the comments list. There was a Sounds dude. Like, what is this place? There was a dude right. texting in the front while they were shooting the video. The nigga didn't know the words. I was sitting up here like, what is even it's happening? Like, where is this little Bill looking ass nigga? Uh, <laughs> fat Albert head. I just want to know where he nigga. was. Where, he where was that crowd from? Where did he gather? You mean mentally where they were? Because they wasn't there. Like, geez. I don't know. All right. So, how are you guys, first of all? We're good, friend. How you doing? You're good. I'm good, mm-hmm. too. Do you guys have any announcements before we jump in? No, not this week. Mm, no, I always forget them. <laughs> you always forget them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always supposed to say something, and then afterwards, I was like, oh, damn, I was supposed to say happy birthday. Like, and I'm just like, oh, oh it's lost. Well, yeah. Our old asses. So I have the black business. No, no announcement, but I do have the black business. I want to shout out our little sis, Mandy B of the Horrible Decisions. Who just launched her new company called Official Box Owner. The Official Box Owner subscription box comes with hand-picked products that focus on women's health, feminine hygiene, and sexuality. From menstrual products to organic reproductive, ooh, I can't speak. Reproductive solutions to sex toys. The mm. official box owner focuses on empowering a woman to be her best self in and out of the bedroom. 
in and out of and the it's bedroom. a qu- it's a quarterly box so you don't have to worry about being overwhelmed with having to pay for it every month and i she actually sent me an inaugural box Ooh. i don't want to ruin the surprise because i did see that she wanted she didn't even show what was inside the box so i don't want to say what's inside the mm-hmm. box because i know that part of it is a surprise for the subscribers to see what it is when they open it but i will say i'm very excited to review the things <laughs> I know that there's a lot of useful items in the box, you know. Let's call them useful. Yeah, very useful. Let's call them that. Let's call them that. They they are. They're they're very edutaining, you know, very Mm -hmm. hands-on. I texted her. I said I will make many wellness segments on the various (laughs) things. Look, I, I, so friend, are you trying to tell me that this makes Mandy an essential worker now? Is that what you're trying to tell me? (laughs) Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And if you would like these essentials, grab yourself an official box at theofficialboxowner.com. And shout out to Mandy B of The Horrible Decisions and her new podcast that launches this week. Yes. Yes. With Bridget Kelly and Olivia Dope. Shout out to them. See the thing is. Shout out to them. See the thing is. I really like that title. Mm -hmm. Yes. They will be, I believe by the time this comes out, the first episode of See the Thing Is will already be out on all of your favorite download. What is it? Your DSPs. Right, right, right. <laughs> Not to be confused with DSTs. Don't you asking no deltas, no random deltas. <laughs> Girl, you got the new show, bitch. Where's the show, bitch? No, no, she ain't say DST. She said DSP. <laughs> so definitely go ahead and grab that. And once again, congratulations for the launch of that because launching a new business in the middle of this year is quite the feat. Woo. So we have to make sure and send our friend those flowers. My girl Mandy is hands on completely with that project too. I just want to yeah. add that. Like you saw her in her house packing up those boxes, packing putting up shipping it. labels on it. Putting the labels, taking it out to be shipped immediately so that everyone receives their package this week. Yeah, and she had a a move something sundress on when she was doing it. I was like, (laughs) go on, Mandy. Go on, Mandy. (laughs) (laughs) So are you guys ready for the recap segment? Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. So last week's episode titled Reclaiming My Internet, it was the... Asante Smith. No, it wasn't the Asante Smith. (laughs) I was about to say, damn, really, was it? You know what? I said that because that was you that came up with the title. So my brain made the connection. No, actually, it was an episode where we were discussing the Social Dilemma documentary on Netflix, racist algorithms, brands taking advantage of black creators. We kind of took it a lot of different (laughs) places. A lot of great conversations. It really was. I felt like it felt very old school friendly. We would just go in. So, as always, those of you listening had a lot to say. So, who stood out to you, Asante? Well, Fran, you know how I do. I actually stepped in the SoundCloud streets this week. So, I want to start with you. So, I'll make sure I don't steal your comment. So, who stood out to you, Fran? Um, I actually had two comments. Oh, wow. More oh, people see? have written. So, now I lost my place. Okay. I got him. I got him. So, Nubian Nick said, regarding DocuSign's new terms, and I don't think it was DocuSign, I think it was Sign Now, but I know what she means. Mm -hmm. Um, This is becoming a widespread issue. 
I work at a law firm and we had to change our document management system for the same reason. The company we were using to store our client files updated their terms. It's a law firm. Of course, someone read the terms and found out the terms changed to grant them full access to our client files. Obviously, this is a huge problem since it would breach attorney-client privilege. Needless to say, we use a new program now. Mm. That's scary. Mm. <laughs> like I said, before you sign those terms and conditions, or, or not sign, but press mm. agree, Twitter is actually really helpful for things like that because mm. there's always a lawyer, there's always someone that is discussing and breaking down things that maybe you're not going to put the time aside to actually read. So a lot of times before I step into anything, even if it's just a new product, anything, I use Twitter for that. I'll type in the name of whatever it is I'm looking for um, and just kind of see what the conversation surrounding it is because you can end up saving your butt from a lot of problems. That's exactly what I did with the Sign Now app by <laughs> looking at it first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad at you. I'm going to just go ahead and read off my comment, the comment that I chose. Um, shout out to Simone Lee on the SoundCloud comments. Simone said, things are not invented Things are, excuse me, <clears throat> things invented are not for the advancement of black people. How the face detection dis doesn't work for black people. Things not invented for us to advance, though. However, we too dope to keep down and we do continue to thrive. I just wanted to bring that up because I, a lot of the conversations that I've been having with myself about technology are um, things being invented with us in mind. And, uh, you know, RP to chat with Bozeman, but, you know, just rewatching. Um, Black Panther and seeing black people in Wakanda, they you know took this material and just became a one with it. So I just want us to become so <laughs> proficient in technology, we just unlock all these extra wonders and mysteries that black people always unlock when we bring our special seasonings to things. So shout out to you, Simone, for just saying that because that's something that I feel like if people don't notice or realize that we should just wake up to and kind of mobilize where we can because that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been trying to get to. So thank you again. Uh, what about you, friend? Did you find that second comment? I did, actually. Uh, so JM, JM Sounds said, check out the book Algorithms of Oppression, How mm. Search Engines Reinforce Racism by Sophia Umoja Noble. She is an associate professor at the University of California, UCLA, in the Department of Information Studies, where she serves as the co-director of the UCLA Center for Critical Internet Inquiry. Wow. That don't this sound like nobody you want to fuck around with. That's what I was literally about to be like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I need to call her Miss Noble. <laughs> okay. So this book has been eye-opening for me personally. The university library I work at is doing an in-depth book club study of the truths presented in this book and their implications for our work as information professionals it is well worth your time definitely something i'm gonna look into once again for those of you because i know y'all like to tweet me and be like what was that i didn't catch it <laughs> algorithms of oppression how search engines reinforce racism by sophia that's s-a-f-i-y-a -A, umoja noble i'm mm. gonna check that out that sounds mm. me too especially Same. being that we work on these platforms so oh yeah don't be putting no racist ass algorithm. You know the word algorithm sound racist. Sound like a, a racist set. The algorithms are coming to get us, and they don't. They're not, the algorithms take the black. I'm, it sound like don't be putting no racist ass uh, uh, combat boot wearing ass algorithm on me. God damn it! No thing. 
Can Dustin, I, what you find in the Twitter? Oh, go ahead, Asante. Oh no, actually, after Dustin, I was like, can I can I add a comment too? Because somebody else on the SoundCloud they had a really good one, but after Dustin, so please. Dustin. Oh no, let's wrap that up. Go ahead. Oh well, yeah, go ahead. The, there's a comment um in by a person N C T R N M or I might be reading this wrong N C T mm sorry my glasses is distance my, my screen um the comment says there's a worldwide preference for lighter skin across culture as a programmer i can tell you that it's not as deep as pr- a programming programming a preference for lighter color images but rather a worldwide culture preference for lighter skin so i just thought that it was important to share that kind of the same with the comment i said before but just to reinforce the fact that we've noticed these these uh <clears throat> we notice these biases that come up in programming so we can kind of write these wrongs as we open our eyes but like damn why everybody prefer the lightness anyway sorry go ahead Dustin. all right well um in some good news shit <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the, one, the one tweet that i want to highlight comes from friend of the show friend of friend friend of our of all of ours cheska lee shout out to francesca hey. Ramsey. Aww, my bootcakes that's right who tweeted oh hey superstore returns to nbc october 29th at 8 p.m eastern standard time with a picture of her and her chair on set she'll be playing the role of nia on superstore on nbc and so that deserves all of the round of the applause clap with everything on your body that you can make clap yes and she got multiple episodes might i add let's just say nbc you should make her a regular we're yes. just letting you know now. So her fan base is massive. All of our fan bases combined will be her. watching. That's right. And so she will this be is a who you want to keep. Oh this is who you want to keep on the show. So yep. I haven't even seen it. I don't even know what Superstore is, but I know that she's going to be amazing. <laughs> and you know we're going to be what? Watching. So <laughs> shout out to you, Cheska Lee. We are so proud of you and so Man. excited to see you on Superstore on NBC. Yes. Okay, once again. That premieres on October, not October 3rd, but we still want you to come on down. It, it premieres <laughs> on October 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So shout out to Cheska Lee. And the last tweet that I want to highlight comes from at M-U-F-A-A-6, Mufasix, I believe it is. And the name on the account is Young Simba, who said, abolish Zoom classes, man. And accompanied it with this following video, which I'm going to let you guys hear the audio of because it'll make sense for you. A lot because school ended so fast. David Turner. David. Oh, my God. Who was that back there naked? Lord, turn your camera off. Take me on. Now, as you can hear, apparently (laughs) David Turner had went to sleep. And Tavion uh, had someone naked in the background. It was actually Tavion's mom. There was a Yo, woman. Oh, that was so <laughs> bad. But you know what was the best part of that video? <laughs> Tavion's face. <laughs> yes. Because I'm going to tell you something. That mama had probably just got out the tub. She was probably looking for a lotion or a certain towel that she needed or something. She probably had Tavion's ass turned the other way when she set him out. Because if you look at how Tavion he's was He's in the corner, kind Yeah, he's like, turn to the side. You know she, she didn't boy turning to the side like that. He moved the screen. And she was under the assumption that she was out of the sight of the camera. I know that that's how that happened. And she was just being a mama at home. She had just got out that tub and she was looking for something. You can tell. And the teacher made me laugh herself because she going to say, who is it back there naked? The way she said that. When I tell you I was rolling. Because it was what we were all thinking. Yes. 
But I also want to know what was up with this class because his mama naked, the other kids knocked out. The knocked other out kid, sleep. did you see the other kid had a bonnet on and a blanket laying <laughs> yeah. on the bed? I was like, laying what is this down. class? <laughs> All right. Baby, these, let me tell you something. These kids, you seen that lady that was smoking weed, you ended up walking past the Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Her face when she realized she was in class was This priceless. virtual school is whooping these parents' asses. And it is so funny for me to see this because these kids are hilarious. Their reactions to these things happening. Oh, my God. Keep the videos coming. Tavia, I cut your camera wow. off. And I ain't even going to front. If I if this was me, if I was a current day student like that, a grade school student on some Zoom, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. You already don't want to go to school. I get to be at home in my own comfort. And what can someone really tell you to do when you're at home, right? That's why they've been playing all these tricks and doing these Zoom flash mobs and shit and you know, switching it up on their teachers. just They giving these teachers hell. Bless God bless these teachers, man. You already wasn't getting a lot of money to deal with these little hellions. And now, you know, <laughs> they, they feel in, even more empowered in the comfort of their home because of their mamas. It's back there naked. Who is that back there naked? <laughs> the way she said Thank it. Thank you. So can I just say something about the census workers before we start? Of course. Oh, it was what like happened? fireworks. What happened, friend? So, do you know <laughs> <laughs> this other girl gonna come and 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 press my intercom? For some reason, she was hiding her vest, so I couldn't see the census worker vest. So I'm thinking it might be FedEx, UPS. I don't know, but sometimes they don't have. Have you seen like I don't know if it's because of pandemic or what. Sometimes they don't have uniforms. It'll just be like a plain clothes civilian dropping off your Amazon. <laughs> Good so, looking in here, baby. Good looking in here, baby. The so door is I, closed. you know, right? I was like, how can I help you? And she's like, Hi, I'm from the census. I was like, Fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to her, I was like, Listen, ma'am, I already did it online. I can understand if maybe because of the chaos of the year, it has not updated. So I also did it with one of the census workers, one of the many census workers that have come to my intercom. So I have covered all bases via intercom, via online. I really don't understand why you guys keep buzzing at my door. Do you know what she said? Well, you ain't got to be fucking rude. (laughs) And I said, excuse me. I said, who's being rude? And she was like, well, you didn't even let me get a word out. I was like, because you don't have to get a word out. I'm trying to stop you from wasting your time. And then she said, well, maybe you shouldn't be slamming doors in people's faces. And I said, when was I don't have a door to slam. (laughs) I haven't even let you in here. No one's ever come up here. We don't have hallways or doors. So that's how I know you're crazy and lying. And she literally, I didn't say that to her, but I was just like, what door? I don't oh, have I was a gonna door. I going to be like, good, friend. You ate her ass up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I literally said, we don't have doors or hallways. What door could I slam? And she said, well, right. I'm looking at the paperwork. And the last five <laughs> census workers said that you slammed doors in their faces. And I said, well, y'all are all nuts and need to stop buzzing my damn <laughs> Yeah, I friend, said, because yeah. the fact that you can read that there have been five coming to my door and you're the sixth is a problem. Right. What is you <laughs> doing so here? I'm so over this. I'm so over this. Good, friend. Yeah. 
It felt good, didn't it, friend? I hope you really cussed her ass out good. She lucky I didn't throw a bucket of water over her when she was <laughs> That's right, friend. No, but all jokes aside, like Some this is exhausting. Slime. I know. I should. Yeah. This is exhausting. Yeah. I can't take it. And then someone had the nerve to come the next day. <laughs> Number six. Number six. Number seven. Oh, hell, Ooh. seven. Because she said five. Friend, I'm telling you. Oh, my Ooh. God. And then got just, the nerve to have an attitude. How's she going to say, well, you ain't got to be fucking rude? I'm trying to save you time. Did, would you have preferred me let you ask all the questions and then tell you that I didn't have to do it? Right. <laughs> Get oh my god! My dog, okay? I'm just—it's just, it's just beef at this point. I feel like I have beef with <laughs> <at> the census. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just straight beef in this Brooklyn streets no. at the dance. <laughs> I'm so over. <laughs> but as soon as I see that little vest, oh. Anyway, you know I know it's an honest living, but goddamn. They need to get new uniforms from whoever did the Delta uniforms. <laughs> Oh God! Don't, you know, tell, don't start. I'm gonna tell you something. I might open my door a little bit quicker if I see what was, see the thickest snickers that was in them uh, Delta uniform. We see. I might open up. I might open a door. I'm telling Somebody you. Somebody call Zach Posen. <laughs> and you know what? A lot of y'all were messaging me and tweeting me saying that y'all been dealing with census harassment. Um, a lot of you were saying that the scarier part is when people are asking about your neighbors. You know, and you don't know nowadays it could be ice. Like, you just don't know. So I think it's just not, it's not set up in a way that I think is conducive to people wanting to answer those questions. So I just had to get that out of my system because I am frustrated, okay? Yes. I'm sorry, friend. That just took me down. I don't know my why. But- God. <laughs> when is it over? I thought they said there was a deadline. Whoa. When yeah. is the deadline? Well- I, I forgot. Say, I just I would read say it. Get to counting. Get to counting. Get to licking your fingers and counting because <laughs> I am tired of y'all. Oh God! I kid you not. Somebody just commented like on one of our things. Like it might have been on the Twitter or something. But they said that the uh, census got extended like thirty days. No, <laughs> they, Jesus or like Christ. like it was like they said it ends at like the end of October or something. Like please I, no. I, I swear I just read that somewhere. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to fucking go downstairs and take the button out of my Instagram. <laughs> That's right. I don't live here anymore. Hey, HBCU fam. Get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Anyway, this week it's a Dustin Ross production. Yes. So, Mr. Ross, (laughs) what you got planned for us this week? Well, we're going to have a good conversation this week. I just kind of wanted to pick you and Asante's brain a little bit about a topic of conversation that I came Ooh. up with, um, you know, in my travels, you know, not okay. traveling literally, but just in my travels. Shout out to uh, Spill It Boy TV on YouTube. That's one of his catchphrases. You know, I was in my travels and I saw such and such. <laughs> Shout out to James Caldwell. But yeah, you know, I was, you know, going about my business and I it was in conversation with someone who is in an open relationship. 
right? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, um, this person had been in a five-year marriage. Well, is in a marriage, I should say, and they've been married for the past five years, and they are in an open relationship. And, Since Jump? Um, no. From the beginning? No. Nope. Oh, okay. Um, they have been together for nine years, married for five, and the open thing has been going on for, I think, a year and a half now. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, and so I, it just, I had so many questions, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because I just, I was like, well, what does that mean? Well, if you ain't, well, then what do they, well, what if the new, and then what? I had questions. I was like, and then what? I had questions. So <laughs> I would love to hear, you know, you and, you and um, Asante's thoughts. But first, I figured we should just throw on some statistics, just kind of inform people on. I think this is mm-hmm. something that's a little bit more common and popular than most people realize. So yes. let's chit chat. Um, I looked up an article um, on psychologytoday.com because it sounded like a trusted source. And in this article, um, it was just literally all about sex. And they were saying, you know, that open relationships were more popular than you think. And according to um, to Psychology Today, uh, the best evidence suggests that around 4% of adults a, occasionally step out and play sexually with others, okay, like hall passes, maybe in sex clubs or whatever. Mm. B, engage in partner swapping, which can include threesomes, swinging, group sex, etc. Or C, enter into, uh, or and also rather C, enter into emotional commitments with more than one partner, i.e. polyamory. Entanglements. Mm. So, yeah, <laughs> entanglements, you know. And so this is something that a lot of people are doing, okay? So that may not sound like a lot, but it means literally one couple in every 25. So if you know wow. 24 couples, you know, chances are one participates in CSN, uh, or excuse me, CNM, which is consensual non-monogamy, right? That's the term Ooh, for this. School us. So, yeah, okay. So open relationships, you know what I'm saying? Non-monogamy, you know, what's up? You know, Pop. how do you guys feel? Like, I, okay, so we know that, like, we live in a culture that um, pushes monogamy, right, as the norm or as right. what is expected, what is honorable, you know, all of those things. And so um, I don't think that I am a person who is influenced because influenced easily, I should say, by societal norms, because clearly, you know, I don't live my life in any way normal to society. So um, that's not really what's motivating my views here. But I think about just, what I would be comfortable with, you know what I'm saying? What I, you know, what my choices would be. And it, I'm in no way like judging someone who would choose differently, you know? But when it comes to me and being in like a relationship with one other person, um, you know, that's the people. It's me and the one other person. So I'm not interested in, you know, I don't know if it's a selfish thing. I don't know if it's my male ego, my pride or whatever, but I don't want to watch nobody fucking on somebody that's mine you know what i'm saying that's mine or whatever them fuck you know what yeah. i'm saying like i don't want to watch that i don't want to i don't want to do that in front of them i don't do it want to do that to anybody but them but i definitely don't want to do that with someone else in front of them the intimate um component the intimacy component i should say is critically important for me in relationships okay um and it's something that's shared between myself and the person that I'm in a relationship with. So I'm not interested in personally, you know what I'm saying? I'm not interested in opening that up to something that, you know, be, to it being now something that we share with other people 
Like it just ain't I ain't I ain't doing it. Keep it away from around me. Don't ask me. You know what I'm saying? And I look nasty and stuff. Like I do, you know what I'm saying? My thing all the time or whatever. But that just don't work for me, you know? But I would love to know, you know, before you guys tell me how you feel about open relationships, do you all know other people who have been in open relationships or currently in open relationships? Um, and what is your takeaway from being that close to them if you do know? Fran, ladies first. Yeah, I know a couple of people. Actually, a, a, f- a friend of mine mm-hmm. who is married. Actually, her husband's my, a friend of mine, too. Mm-hmm. The two of them have been together for, I think, 12 years mm-hmm. and have been married for six, mm-hmm. which is a very long time mm-hmm. because they're, they're our age. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Exactly. They're 38, so that's, like, different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... um they just recently had a conversation about that, about like desires and, you know, possibly entertaining other people. And what if you go somewhere and meet someone that really draws you in, you know, can you have the opportunity not to build a relationship? I don't think they're necessarily trying to like have multiple partners or anything of the sort, but just having, I guess that would be a hall pass to Mm -hmm. explore and just really have the opportunity to just have fun if that's what you feel called to do. And, you know, sometimes you have a, um, Dustin and I like to call them experiences where (laughs) maybe you travel somewhere for business or you're on vacation, you meet someone that you just find really interesting Mm -hmm. and you don't want to be in a relationship that will hold you back from exploring what it is that you're so interested in about that person Um, with boundaries, of course, because like I said, they're not trying to be Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, you sleep with them. Now you're texting them, calling them, dating them. They set the boundary of have your fun, but it ends that day. Mm. And I thought that was so interesting. because I was like, wow, I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) I remember I tried. I've mentioned that before when we had that episode with Shan Booty. Shout out to Shannon. Shout out to Shan Booty. Who is also another friend of mine in an open relationship, in an mm-hmm. open marriage, mm-hmm. um, that she sh- discusses the challenges of it on her YouTube channel, Sham Booty. And um, I tried it in a relationship. We even read books about it. There's a great book, if this is something that you're interested in learning more about, called Ethical Slut. Have you mm-hmm. ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look one in the mirror every day. <laughs> <laughs> the Ethical Slut is a very, very cool book, very informative that kind of gives you insight into all the different configurations you can possibly create and be a part of and just like the mental aspects of it. Really eye-opening, like Dustin was saying, where do we get a lot of our ideas of love from media from society from our parents from people modeling these these dynamics for us um and it's kind of nice i'm one of those people that likes to challenge my beliefs personally i find Mm -hmm. joy in that i Mm -hmm. find joy in not being like a rigid person i'm always wondering why am i so stuck to this belief system and i always want to dig deep and find out why and where it comes from which is what made me say yes when the person I was with asked if we could like see other people. And I was Mm -hmm. like, let's try it. I told him. (laughs) And if I can hang, I can hang. And if I can't, I can't. 
I won't know till I know. That's mm. always my my theory with things. And mm. I did not, I could not hang. Yeah, it wasn't for you. I, it, it was working at first, but then he was still lying. Mm. Mm. So I'm like, you also have to have a maturity, I realize. There's a maturity that comes with being in an open relationship that I don't actually think a lot of people have. <laughs> they just want they just want to have that fun and think that that just opens the relationship up to them being able to do what they want. But the, a lot of people don't realize you have to be hella mature to do it the right way. It takes extra work mm -hmm. because not only are you dealing with my feelings, <laughs> you're dealing with someone else's feelings mm -hmm. on top of your feelings. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I have not met very many men, I can only speak from my personal experience, mm -hmm. that could handle that dynamic. I just haven't. They think they can, but they can't. And that's why I'm not going to play with that. Because I will play with it if we can do it the right way. Well, I, I think that there is an assumption, right, amongst the, most people that being in an open relationship removes a certain level of accountability, I guess, that you would right. have to your partner. You when in actuality... Out. It it's adds, it, yeah, it adds so many more layers of accountability because you, to me, in order for an re open relationship to quote unquote work, the level of communication and transparency that you have to have is heightened. Oh my God. And it, that is where the real work is um, mm -hmm. and being, you know, unafraid to express yourself. So interesting. Asante, do you know, and I know, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know yes, some people. <laughs> Asante, do you know people that are in successful open relationships? Do you know people who have had unsuccessful open relationships? What you see through your glasses that you got on right now? <laughs> uh, well, right now there's like a, a, a smudge or something. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yes and yes and yes. Like I, I'm a nosy person. <laughs> I'm a personable person. I've met so many people. I've been all up and through people's business. I know people currently that are in open relationships. I know people that have been in open relationships in the past that did not work. I know people that will only do open relationships. Like, because I, I just find the, the varying degrees of uh, experiences just so like, like enamoring. Like, I just feel like it's so cool. I used to think it was cool when um I would meet people that would say that they would never get married, but they were like optimistic about it. And mm -hmm. I think somewhere along the way, I kind of became one of those people. But um, I like. Oh, so you're optimistic about the open relationship? I'm optimistic about just life. Like, even if I'm. Because there are a lot of people I feel like that are not happy to be single and they feel like they can only fulfill happiness by reaching a partner. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like there are also people that just want sex. So, like. And I'm not saying that all of those people that just want sex are, you know, always single and happy, but I was single and happy for a very long time. Um, I just like the fact that there can be these open relationships, but it doesn't mean that they have to be, if that makes any sense. Like, I feel like because there's, you know, singles or couples, rather, excuse me, male, female, because that's like the thing. I think certain people feel like it has to be a couple or has to be male, female. So I just like the fact that when we think of like open relationships, it's a set like three or five or, you know, one, one doing as many as they want together, or separate or whatever. Like I just like the fact that open literally can mean uh, a myriad of things. Right. Um, with that said, I'm, the people that I've met in um, successful open relationships, I find those people to be the ones that, uh, leave their relationship open the least. 
like they just kind of do it wherever, whenever, if the opportunity arises or if there's like an occasion or something for it. Like just in, in my nosiness, I should say, because like I've met people that were in open relationships and they feel like they were unsuccessful because of uh, I don't want to say too much traffic. But, you know, when you are like uh, <laughs> too much traffic, I, I'll say interference rather, because, you know, when you're like if you have that home relationship, you have to garner. But then you build two or three relationships outside of that and you're pouring a lot more into that than you are that one person that can take away. Versus it being like right. you being in that home relationship and then you've got like sexual relationships outside of that that don't take a whole lot out of that main relationship. So it's just so many different ways relationships can or can't work. I just think that a lot of people that are stuck in the thought of it should only be two don't even master mm-hmm. what that one, whether that one is them or their right. whole relationship is, means before they step out and try to add people or pieces to the equation. Or master your own feelings either. Exactly. You know, like there are a lot of people that don't even know how to work with their own emotions, don't know how to self-regulate and then want to bring in multiple people. And I and like Dustin was saying, the biggest thing that I've heard from the people that are in uh, open relationships around me is that it takes a shitload of communication to the point that it's actually kind of exhausting because you're yeah. constantly <laughs> communicating to make sure that everyone's on the same page at all times and everything's okay. And it's like a, a heightened sensitivity with the communication that you're not going to likely experience one-on-one when you have <laughs> multiple people involved. And, and that's why I say it's actually a lot more work then people think it is. They think it's more sex, but it's actually more work. Right. Way <laughs> more work because... Way more work. You also have to look out for the other person. We've seen enough movies. We've seen enough um, shows on the Oxygen Network or whatever. People be going the fuck nuts on you in a relationship before <laughs> you know it. And so some, sometimes people, out of fear of losing their partner, will agree to something that is not traditional like this when they really are not fully convicted in that you know choice. And right. oftentimes they react negatively and it gets really bad. But interestingly right. enough, according to this article that I read earlier... People who embrace consensual non-monogamy, non-monogamy, so like swingers, you know, open relationships and shit, they typically report happier marriages, express Aww. more non-sexual affection, right? Which I don't know what that is other than buying me something, but um, <laughs> they also consider their sex more satisfying. They enjoy more marital communication, keyword enjoy. Um, they praise their primary partners more. They express less jealousy. They are about as likely to say that swinging strengthened their marriages, 27%, as that it contributed to their divorces versus 24%. So the odds are literally in their favor, right? And then also, they are no more likely than the general population to suffer anxiety, depression, and or mental health problems. So these are, you know, statistical um, facts according to these studies about people who are in open relationships. So I just think this is a thing where you a have to be aware of your partner's feelings, their true feelings, their true emotions as, as close to that as you can get. But you also have to keep yourself in check because it is not a license to just wild out. This introduces whatever rules you should establish. The process of coming up with the boundaries and rules that work for you both is difficult because it requires a level of honesty that is hard to um, enact in a relationship where you do feel accountability. This is for the big boys and the big girls 
and the yeah, big whoever. You know what I'm saying? This is for the big people to make these sort of decisions. So with that being said, I done already told y'all, uh, much like Pastor Troy, which uh, shout out to me being a gay man mentioning Pastor Troy because he's right. a track. <laughs> But like Pastor Troy said, ain't no more play in GA as far as I'm concerned. I'm not <laughs> don't I'm not interested. I'm in a relationship because I want to be with that person and they make me happy and we love each other. And I'm not interested personally in introducing more people, people. to that experience. I feel like that is something that we've curated for us. You know what I'm saying? But that's just my choice. That don't mean that if you want to get freaky and sneaky, something is wrong <laughs> with it, okay? Because it's not. So with that being said, how do y'all feel? Well, Who wants to go first? Well, can I just say kind of to what's your, your point, right? Like, I've always been uh, scatterbrained on my, my damn own. So it's kind of always been in my head, like, if I can't get what I like, if I can't get it right, like, you know, whether it is, you know, relationship or um, whatever, I feel like my lesson is supposed to be with the person that I meet. Like, if I don't feel like I'm on track in that with that one person, I can't think to myself about adding um, other people to the equation. <laughs> so that like for me, like I don't necessarily it's not out of, it's not out of the question for me, but my thought process is always like, do I feel whole or complete enough or. Um, am I communicating enough or like, am I, am I able to take on whatever the task is? And, and if the task is you want to ask somebody to this relationship and I don't feel like I have enough of control of like my, my own emotions or whatever the scenario or situation is between the two of us, I'm not doing it, but I'm only bringing that up because I feel like sometimes, uh, and not for this conversation, but sometimes the, this type of conversation comes up when people are like, oh, I'm having problems in my relationship um, and I don't want to break up. So I was thinking about either maybe, you know, opening up the relationship or some shit like that. And it's like, you can't bring another person into your shit. Like, that's why that's why I brought up all that stuff before, because I feel like sometimes people like want a quick fix to their relationship. But um, the statistic that you just said about the swingers, I feel like that's so awesome and true because it's like swingers or um, people that kind of allow for a little something extra in the bedroom. I feel like you actually do have to reach like a new level of um, communication to be able to kind of tell your partner that you have this need or this urge that you kind of want desire that you want to fulfill. And the fact that you two can share this experience of fulfilling that and it'd be a good one is like, is great. Yeah. Cause that can get your ass whooped. <laughs> exactly. So like, go ahead. Friend. Man. <laughs> I feel like it's been a no, I was just going to say, I can actually piggyback on that. Cause I think a lot of why I want to stay monogamous now speaking for who I am in this version of me yes. is that I am still strengthening my attachment style. You yes. know what I mean? Remember mm. we had a, a whole episode on the attachment styles and I have, I'm someone that, you know, even with my four years of not dating and, and quote unquote working on myself, there's but so much that I could do on my own. And I'm now I'm really seeing a whole different level of work that's coming up in my relationship. And it's so good because I'm mm -hmm. like, ooh, you know, got to nip that, got to nip that, mm -hmm. <laughs> got to mm -hmm. focus on that, got to pour into that. And, uh, you know, I always talk about I like being triggered because it just shows me where I need more love, where I got to pour into myself a little bit more. And so... I've been enjoying seeing seeing myself through this relationship and I do see it when you catch the little petty shit that comes up and you look at yourself like, ew. Like, I can't believe I was finna say that. You It'd know? Be in your thoughts like, like, and then you'd be like, well, wait a minute. I don't even need to say that. Like, come on. You know, and now we play a game where, because I have the, the sometimes I can get a little jabby. 
I like don't if, believe that, but go I ahead. I can. No, I can. I can get a little jabby with my mouth if you if you like push me a little bit. I can say I can be a smart ass and something that it comes out in relationships more than in any other dynamic in my life. Cause I just like I have this thing with men I where like I just want to like be a bitch sometimes and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, and so <laughs> so now we have a new game where if something happens that I feel a jab that wants to come out, I'll say, I love you. And then, <laughs> and then we start laughing because he'll be like, I don't even want to know what the fuck you were about to say. <laughs> but it's like I have to do something different in that moment to change that behavior or else it becomes a habit loop. Mm -hmm, and yeah. so outside of working on why the behavior is coming out in the first place, because that's on me to do, but your, your partner still gets affected <laughs> by the behavior. So me saying I love you and laughing is our way of lightening those triggering moments mm -hmm. where I can be an asshole for him. And then the work, you know, I'm doing on my own of being like, why is that my dynamic with men where I just want to like claw at them sometimes? <laughs> it's like, girl, <laughs> ease up. This is a safe space. You are good. You the same, You ain't struggling no more. I love you. You know, it's like PTSD when you see the vets that they're safe at home, but they still think they're at war. Mm, it's like yeah. it's it's a lot that you have to kind of overcome. And and that's why I say I love that I'm in this dynamic now because I'm working through that PTSD. Um, and that's what I have to work on. So I can't imagine until that attachment style is secured and I feel safe and, and I am safe, but I have to feel safe. You know, that's the thing about it. I have to feel it first. I can't imagine bringing in that conversation anytime soon. Who knows? Maybe if you're together for 20 years, that can change. Like I said, I don't like to be rigid I also understand there's going to be very many different versions of us through this life. So this version right now is not in a place for that. That's it's not. all I can say. And speaking of being rigid, uh, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people seem to forget that CNM, right? Consensual non-monogamy, it has two goals, right? And according to the article that I was mentioning earlier, again, this is from psychologytoday.com. CNM, consensual non-monogamy, has two goals, playing with others and deepening your primary relationship. And that is what people often forget. Mm. The whole point of opening up your relationship to consensual non-monogamy, a.k.a. swinging, a.k.a. threesomes, a.k.a. Well, I'm not going to go down the freaky list for y'all, but you know, <laughs> you know, and the whole point of doing that is to strengthen your primary relationship. That's a decision that you come Period. to, you know, as a team, as a duo, you right. know, well, for that time, <laughs> but as a team and as a duo, you know, <laughs> you guys have a meeting of the minds and, you know, you put your heads to get, well, that's in a gay with you Dustin know, you put your, you, 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 you think together. Okay. We'll put it like that. <laughs> you think together about whether or not this is something that, you know, a desire that you guys have. It is not a problem solver. You know, I've heard nope. nothing more ridiculous than the notion that because we're having problems, we're going to open our relationship up. Are you crazy? You might as well open it up with a stick of dynamite because you finna blow this relationship <laughs> to smithereens. That's what you're going to do. Or the oh, people who do it because one person wants it. Right. Right. Sitting no. over there crying. You ain't even fun during the threesome because you got an attitude. 
Get out the way. <laughs> you know? So all of those things just have to be considered. And like I said, I just know that this does not work for me. Now, Asante, I heard you on the Harder Soft podcast. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and I missed it. You be, I got to listen. Shots Orlando and Tahoe. And uh, <laughs> y'all be going to do, you know, you be going to do a lot of freaky shit. So... How yeah. do you feel? You have yet to just come out on out and clearly say I, I don't, how you feel about I don't, open relationships. What you saying? Is this something oh, that you open to or no? Yeah, no, one hundred and twenty thousand, like two hundred and fifteen thousand percent. Like I'm open to it, but I have to be real with myself. And like I was saying prior, like when I know I can't like manage my own like self as human being, I don't want to be worried about one other person, let alone one other person that's you know out here with you know two or three other people, unless. Like, cause I feel like there's like a, a a shoe that fits every person, right? Whether it's a style that you like or not, even like, a shoe that fits a horse. <laughs> there's there's a, there's a shoe for every damn body, right? So like, let's say I meet somebody and, uh, you know, I'm just in fucking grad school and I'm really not even that much worried about sex. But they're a person that like I live and thrive on sex, blah blah. Like if I know this person to be responsible in like a, a a plethora of ways, like I'm talking about discretion. I'm talking about you know clean panel of results come back confident not making me feel like anything happened with anybody else um this isn't like a whole another relationship on the side unless it isn't a relationship on the side that's minuscule enough to where it feeds like like you know like y'all were saying like it feeds back positively into my relationship somehow i'm not really interested but I, i'll I, i'm open-minded as fuck because i might we might be at a place in my relationship where i'm just like you know what cool because i still see like sex um not sex itself, but I still see like um, what is the what am I even looking for? Like uh, when people bond, like I feel like people uh, bond through certain things. Whether it's uh, I, I'm losing the words here. They're they're all running from me. I'm, I'm landmark An emotional uh, connection, a physical connection, a a relationship. Uh, milestone. Milestone was the word that I was looking for, and I lost okay. the sentence I was going to put it in. Um, but there are just certain milestones that you feel like you might reach. To where you feel confident enough to take the next step. But then if you're not reaching those milestones and you're kind of just taking the next steps all willy nilly, then you're not really putting, you're not watering your relationship properly any damn way. So like, I'm not going to say, oh, well, we've been together for four months and then they get cheated twice, but I'm going to reward him with an open relationship. Like there just should be certain. Oh, go ahead. But you will say that if you were a person who has a higher sex drive than you, because you said you if you were just off in grad school worrying about school and then you had a partner who needed sex, right? Mm-hmm. Your choice would then be to open the relationship as opposed to um, fucking them more? I'm not saying that, that that's like the only answer, but if the, it came up and they're like, listen, you know, like if, the, if they came and they stated a good case, if they played like a really good case, because I'm the type of nigga like, I feel like we're like, I'm gay. So if I'm dating another man, we should be able to kind of talk to each other and level with each other. You know what I'm saying? So like the whole, when we start lying about shit, like, no, if we can't just level with each other and then take, you know, whether we're going to deal with it or not. Like if you level with me and tell me the truth and then I, uh, I deny you, you should be okay with the fact be like, all right, well, at least I level with this person. I told the truth, but I feel like a lot of niggas be like, you know what? I'm going to just not level. I'm just going to lie just so I can get what I want. And now that I have what I want, I'm happy. And this person, they have nothing, but they they see you as happy, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like people kind of do the math wrong in relationships <laughs> in certain ways. And then they feel like that's 
like means for rewarding or something. So like kind of how we're saying you don't bring other people into a relationship or open it up as a, a saving grace. Like you, you kind of just do it, you know, where you feel comfortable on a case by case basis, I feel like. Yeah, but I feel like people lie because they don't know how to come back from being rejected in that awkward ass conversation in the first place. Because think about it. What you going to say if you work up the nerve, you know what I'm saying? And tell your, your um, partner, listen, um, I am very happy with you. I know that we're happy. I want to fuck other people. You know what I'm saying? All and they that. say to you, and then then the partner says to you, oh, "Okay, well, thank you for being honest, and I appreciate your honesty on that. You know, I'm glad that we can talk about anything, but I'm absolutely not interested in doing that, and I'm not going to do it. So, what you going to do after that? You well, know what I'm saying, well, like, all that just, really is initially that's why gonna... people lie because that's they don't exactly want to be put no, in that situation. Lie. Like that's I what happened that. to me. I get that, and and unfortunately, like because I'm a gay, I don't understand why niggas got to lie to me. Like, damn, we both like we should be able to level. Yeah, each but what other. do being but, gay got to do with it? You saying because the chemistry, as far as like I'm friendship s- or camaraderie amongst two men, is like it, it well, would I'm get I'm that. guessing you're saying because men will understand each other, yeah, like better as, than like as a need. woman and a yeah, man. Yeah, as men, okay. as well, not even necessarily the need, but as men, I feel like we our clocks are kind of similar. Like how mm-hmm. we kind of like the way we do math is similar. Like we over here doing regular division while women be doing long division sometimes. So like <laughs> if you put caught in that one parenthesis bracket, like as men, sometimes it's real simple to us. Like and I feel like we should be able to kind of just simplify it for each other and be able to say like this is what like this is what it is. Like I feel like when, like men are talking to women and maybe it's just the you know, people and partner thing. It's not even a, you know, male, male, FF or whatever, you know, but I feel like people sometimes like that's really the basis of it all the communication like you know i understand the rejection happens in relationships but we have to figure out how to break uh, break some of those barriers in not even in the beginning but as we date anyway like you don't know how to bring up certain conversations because they're awkward but like through time with being someone you know through trial and error you kind of get a better understanding of you know when i do something wrong this is what happens or if this person is disappointed in me this is how they react but you still know behind that there's a, a level and sense of love and security there. So that's why I look at swinger people that sw- swing and they're like, you know, they were able to open their mouth and say, you know, baby, I want to be penetrated, but I don't I'm not attracted to men. Like so then a woman can be like, damn, babe, you know what? It was big of you to tell me that. Like, so I'm gonna do it for you. Like, it may not, it's not necessarily gonna be like that. It might end up being like, nigga, that's nasty. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, <laughs> and a nigga might hear, nigga, that's nasty, and they might become sexual deviant, hot that shit for the rest of their life. But if a nigga know his girlfriend is just gonna overreact after the third or fourth word, you came off wrong anyway, because you know she wasn't gonna hear that. But if he was kind of like joking it in, or how, however, whatever the communication looks like for you, I just feel like a lot of us don't spend enough time figuring out what that communication is that works. And then even being able to just say, we don't communicate the same and we could just leave. Like, we don't, or we're not gonna be able to understand each other. So, like, I know that this person. Or is, we don't have the same desires. Exactly. I know this person's stirring about certain things that I just don't give a damn about. So, are we ever gonna connect and meet halfway? Or is this just gonna be a, a dub in our relationship until we decide it's a breaking point or not? You know, like, there are just so many little things. You know, it's another thing that I have seen too with open relationships or people that have been in them. A lot of them that I've seen have been people that think that everybody cheats. Mm. 
And so this is sort of like a, a, a new setting that they've decided for themselves in relationships because they just refuse to believe that anyone's ever going to be faithful anyways. So why but, not just, yeah. So why not just set that tone from jump and that way nobody has to deal with any of the bullshit because they do not want to fucking get hurt again. And I have heard that too. And, I, and I've seen uh, with a, a friend of mine who's a man who... That's what he thought <laughs> until he met someone that he really, really loved. Mm. And then he didn't want to do the open relationship anymore. And it changed his entire world. And that was so mind opening for me because he was so dead set that this was his lifestyle. And he really had taken on that uh, label of being an open person. And every date he went on, every relationship, oh, no, this is just how I am. If you don't accept it, da, 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 really took that on until he met the person that made him feel differently. And so this is going to hit everybody differently. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think for some people it really is a thing for them where they're like, I don't, I can't do monogamy. And then there are people that are just scared of being hurt and mm -hmm. just rather do that to kind of like <clears throat> soften the blow. Yeah, and and it get... still hurts them. And it still hurts them even during the relationship when their partner does choose to sleep with other people, there they're hurt go. the whole time. There you go, right there. But it's almost I've like those people, they've kind of accepted that, you know, either they've accepted one or two things and sometimes it comes from like a defeatist place. Like sometimes, because I don't know. Right, it. yeah. But I exactly hate that, that. It, I hate that it comes from either like, oh, well, this nigga's going to cheat. Like everybody cheats anyway, so I might as well have my relationship right. open. Or even just like of the most very basic, like, um, well, this is the new norm. Like everybody does it. So like, I guess right. I have to do it. Like, that's why I said initially, like, I like that it's an option. You know what I'm saying? Like we all have options on how we want our relationships to work. Like even as we get older, we meet so many people. Or I see some people on reality TV rather um, that will randomly come out about being in an open relationship and they'll say how it has or hasn't worked for them. Or, you know, just the, the level of discretion a lot of people have used to maintain the fact that they play around in their relationships because, you know, it's nobody's business, but literally me and my partners. So I look at those, like those situations and those scenarios. And I think these motherfuckers have like, they might not have a down pat, but they have like the formula for communication. Like the fact that they can just say like, you know, this is my unit. We keep it secure this way. And you know, this, this motherfucker might ask me for some shit sometimes. And I'm looking at him like, now, you know, there is no way in hell I'm doing that. But, you know, I'm glad he can come to me and ask me about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. we yeah. are, like if people were just so quick to really look at those little things that might judge a person that, you know, you love or care about, you really might think twice because those little things that you do to them, you're getting back to, done to yourself. So you're not going to be comfortable either. Like, you're not making somebody feel comfortable and loved and, and vice versa. Like, I was watching somebody who claimed that they loved somebody just trash them in a public setting this weekend. And I'm just, like, looking at them. I'm like... Like, mm -hmm. like y'all are boyfriends. Like y'all, th there's love here, and you're doing this to this person. Like, e like no matter how much how upset I would be with somebody, I would never want to do this to them. You know what I'm saying? Hell no. So when I think about opening up a relationship, like I would want to be doing something respectful. So like I would want. First of all, I like the reason I'm so like I don't really give a damn because I feel like people. We like it, I keep bringing up the man thing because like I know I understand like my desires as a man, so I understand like when I see the conversation on TV and women unfortunately have to be like you know men do what they do they cheat like I hate that that is <laughs> right. like the and thing and our moms tell us that every man's gonna cheat. I, I hate hmm. that that's like the thing that it happens, but it does give me a sense of like 
it gives me a sense of okay well i understand that most men do have a certain level of thinking like we do have like a a a blanket thought or blanket thoughts where you know we all be acting like that some ways and i find that to be interesting that people don't kind of rein it in when they're thinking about like relationship wise like oh well i know that the climate kind of looks like this for men but I'm going to be this in my relationship, whether it's, you know, better than or more than or whatever. Like, I just want to get I want to give this off because I know it's going to have my partner feeling optimal so they can make me feel optimal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even to be selfish just so you can get it back for your damn self. But like you want to come home, you want to come home to a happy home just so you can enjoy that shit, too. Like fucking on 10 other people ain't going to make your shit happy unless those 10 other people (laughs) gave you the confidence (laughs) unless those 10 other people gave you the confidence to go back home and hit it right all night long for your partner or some shit like i feel like some people sometimes you know there's something to be said for people that might not feel as desired in their relationship like um randomly that episode of girlfriends where maya um she wasn't feeling desirable after her surgery you know like who's to say and you know maya ain't that type of girl but who's to say her and flex you know they've been married for years you know what if flex was like Maya, I need, you know, some sort of loving. And she was like, well, we're going to take you to the strip club. I'm going to watch you get a lap dance. And <laughs> like, you know, there are just things where people can decide together. But I feel like we sometimes live alone in relationships. And that's what we really need to get to the bottom of. Because if you can not be alone in a relationship, you might realize all you want is one other person, not two or ten. And sometimes you might not even want one other damn person. You might just want to stay by your damn self. We just got to get to the root of that and communicate with ourselves and focus attentively. And I love that you said that because bringing up the uh, in girlfriends, Maya and Flex. So Flex, it was not Flex. It was oh. that was not his name. <laughs> Whatever his name Flex is. Flex was the uh, the actor. But I remember um, <laughs> I was watching Daddy. Jabari Daddy. I was watching Esther <laughs> Perel, who is the psychologist that has the podcast and the YouTube channel. She's incredible breaking down dynamics within relationships especially cheating she covers that a lot on her show and she mentioned that a lot of the times too it's the passion that has died down in the dynamic where kind of like you said asante someone feels like their needs are not being met Mm -hmm. and sometimes um it's the thought it's the comfort that you've developed with the person just being there like you know they're there and something about not fearing losing them that takes the fire out of the relationship. And so sometimes cheating or opening the relationship can create that like fire in your body where suddenly you're you're like craving your partner again. And it's not so much the action, but it's the reaction to it, like that fire that is kind of restored, which is kind of crazy to think about. It's like, you have to lose me. But think about how many times has that happened where someone loses you and then all of a sudden they see you with clarity. (laughs) Like, wait a minute, I'll do anything for you. And, you know, I did that so many times. (laughs) It's like, it's that fire that gets lost. I I love you. It's true. It's like it's that fire that that fucking kicks in. It's like you got a little too comfortable. And then, you know, even my friend that they just had the discussion about opening the relationship. The funny thing is, she said when they had the conversation and they both agreed to open it. And she said they had the best sex they'd had in a long time. She was like, it made it so hot because it was something about that fear that kind of kicked in again of like, holy shit, we're not, (laughs) 
we're not in the comfortable space of like, you know, you're my husband, I'm your wife. We come home from work, cook the kids. No, it's da-da-da. on now. It's like it's I could lose now. you. <laughs> I could fucking lose you. Oh my god! And she said the sex was so hot, and I died because I was like, "That's fucking like humans are so funny the way we're wired," you know? Because suddenly, coming home tired from work, <laughs> they were so comfortable, and then now that they know somebody could be at work, <laughs> you know, she coming home now. She put in sexy lingerie, like it just changed everything. <laughs> yes. See, and, and see, sometimes it's so funny. It's as the Perel said it. Sometimes it's that fire that gets lost because you don't fear losing the person, and when you do fear losing them, that's when the shit comes back. <laughs> I feel like sometimes people find themselves through sex too. So, like you know, if you meet somebody and they they kind of lost their way and they don't know how to get it back with you because they like scared or they know you don't like certain things and they've already tailored the experience to you. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes they want to just be able to remember what it's like to have to learn all over again and then be like, oh, this is what it was. Because, you know, it ain't ever really learning all over again. Fuck it's just that. Getting reacquainted with a like new bike. I like playing on my phone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Best actress ever. Where do you stand, Dustin? You never really told us, you know, what you... Oh, yes. I, I opened the discussion with my stand. <laughs> yeah, he you did. He said no, he don't yeah, stand. He. That's right. I don't stand. I'm chilling. Okay. I don't work hard for mine. We working on our shit like that. You uh-uh. know? I'm a, I'm a, I'm with genuine. I'm not doing this shit for nothing. <laughs> no, I ain't. I'm with genuine. That's it. <laughs> no I, is the answer, and I, I don't mean you know if I'm single, I'm single. But in a relationship, like that's my focus, and just for me, that don't work for me. But no judgment. I think it's dope. Like get it how you live. It's just not for me. A super one hundred thousand percent understandable. I just keep looking That's at this scope. Real. I just keep looking at this scope and it's not even like trying to convince you or anything, but like I've met so many um before it, I, taking my sexuality out of the equation, right? Like I just keep thinking about all the conversations like before that I used to have or just kind of even the landscape of looking at where men kind of fit, uh, fall in the spectrum of what we're allowed to do or feel in the bedroom. I just remember like feeling the sense of like damn, like um it's hot if two women kiss, but you know, if two guys even hug, it's like, oh hell no. <laughs> so like having to break that type of thing down, like, you know, self-love, love viewed in society, like all these different views and, and things of that nature. Like to take myself out of that and then just look at like the straight male experience and how uh straight men couldn't uh can't even damn moan in the bedroom without getting judged. So Oh gosh, that's so, so then crazy to, to me. To have no, my, and they like the claw. You know what the claw is, don't you? <laughs> so then to go from <laughs> Dustin Ross to go just right here just to right here I believe that's why that line is right there it's like a Pyrex cup you know what I'm saying like just yeah. back there naked um to go from <laughs> I feel like for, to You're watch the naked. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bring it back I promise uh to go from this climate of viewing men being uncomfortable with their sex to meeting like to meeting women that were interested in knowing more. I think like as I had more friends and, you know, shout out to Mandy. I didn't know her back then, but like kind of 
uh, knowing her now, the type of person like knowing she women. She opened up your eyes to some shit. <laughs> well, not she just opened her. up my eyes to some well, shit. I think that's why me and her clicked because she's like that type of girl that I can remember from back then. I was like, oh, you you an open minded woman. Like you're the type of like be, like just not even woman, but like human being. You're the type of human being that kind of uh, leaves room for. Uh, I'm I'm so curious. So I'll just say leaves room for knowledge, right? <laughs> like Mandy likes watching gay porn, you know what I'm saying? She likes pegging dudes. Like there's just so many things that she's into that I feel like the average woman might not admit to being into, or maybe they tried and it wasn't really into it, you know, whatever the case was. There's just so many th- ways that men haven't expressed themselves that I feel like Mandy's the type of woman she's open to. So when I meet just people that are free whether they be uh man woman straight gay i just always am so involved like automatically with the experience and that's just because um just like when nosy well yes (laughs) nosy double yes but um and it's refreshing to just hear a different type of mentality a different perspective it's so refreshing just to kind of learn from other people but i think my main thing is i love the fact that we've like kind of lived on this world where we we've lived in this world where we always see like limits broken. So like to see that limit constantly being broken or that, that window um, always being hit just kind of solidifies for me that nothing in this world is, um, you know, nothing in this world stays the same. Nothing in this world should be just a set thing. So I think that's very important when we talk about open relationships, it literally is just the idea of remaining open and open-minded. So if you're in a relationship anyway, you don't have to be into everything, but you should always be open minded. So you can always remove that type of shame when your partner's coming to you. OK. Uh, and that's why I just, battle my rigidity, because remember, we your virginity. Remember, no, I'm just playing. I'm <laughs> I battle my rigidity, too. That's why I'm committed. <laughs> okay, go because, ahead, I, because you don't know where a lot of your beliefs and ideals are even coming from. Like, is that even how you feel? Or are you just kind of set in that way because of how your path was set and designed? Mm. You know what I mean? Who you've mm. been around or what you observed. And like, of course, you're not you might not be inclined to certain lifestyles if you've never seen it. You know, for some people. But even remember that episode we lost where we got into a really interesting conversation about Uh. marriage. I know, right? About marriage because we were talking about what happens if you fall in love. It's the perfect person, but they want to get married and you don't. Mm. What happens? Do you walk away from the perfect person because of you don't have the same belief in this institution? Or do you bend? And it was such a great convo. And it's funny because that's what I learned not to be rigid because my thoughts on marriage have completely shifted where I was a hard no, but I'm with someone that it means a lot to them. And they were always looking forward to that, you know, not they never grew up like with folders of what their marriage or wedding will look like. But they just feel with me, they're like, I can't imagine not marrying you like Mm. you're exactly what I wanted. And because it means that to them, there's a part of me that's like, why would I be so rigid and saying no? Because I feel softer to the idea of it. I still have my reservations. I still view it as a contract. <laughs> that but you've makes- actually opened your heart to him, <laughs> Franny. But I will admit that it doesn't scare me as much as it used to because I'm like, yeah, it's a contract and that part fucks me up a little bit. Mm. But being contractually obligated to your best friend so that you guys can move and navigate the world a little differently, oh. that's not so crazy. 
you know, like, and, and that's why I'm like, my, my heart is softening. And that's what I mean about being rigid. You're rigid until you're not. <laughs> True. That's the reality of you're rigid. And even Mandy is an incredible example that you brought up because she's been open this, open that. And now she is in love with someone. That has completely blown her mind out the water. She is not thinking about nobody Nobody. else. And that's what I mean. Sometimes you're going to get hit with a meteor. Boom. It just hits you like that. That's just going to change everything. A person can be a paradigm shift for you. And you got to make space for that. (laughs) I'm talking about shit that I know. And (laughs) Nivea said, and complicated, she said, one day you're standing in the middle of the road and you don't know where you're going. All of a sudden, your whole life changed, and life finally gives you something back. And that's literally how that should be going down. Ooh. Shout out to Nivea. Oh, on Shout that note. Oh, <laughs> so thank you so much. Um, that was there's perfect. so many tools and resources out there available for people um, who are interested in consensual non-monogamy. That um, they offer you all kinds of guidelines and just places to start the uncomfortable conversation if you are interested in that. So there's tons of resources available. Um, and just do a quick Google search and you will find them. Thank you guys so much for coming out to our discussion tonight on Open Relationships. Close your lids <laughs> Loved to it. the lady's husband. And Fran, let's move on to the wellness segment. Bring Ooh. in the motherfucking wind chimes. <laughs> Bring in the motherfucking wind chimes. So, remember that wellness segment where I was saying that I was looking for new hair products? Because my hair was going through it. A lot of naturals hit me up. I love y'all so much. We literally have the best community in the world. Yes, we do. Only thing is, y'all forgot I was a YouTuber. So y'all were sending me things like, you should use Shea Moisture. (laughs) It's like, girl. (laughs) You should try Camille Rose. I was like, oh my God. Okay, okay. I forget. We have a lot of new listeners that don't know me before the podcast. And so I didn't get too much new information but I did go on. Y'all remember Black and Green? Yes. That that website that is it showcases black owned products, but yes. also that are green and more a little bit more on the health conscious side. Blackandgreen.com. They're amazing. So they <laughs> Dustin. They <laughs> I went on their site randomly just to see if, you know, just mm-hmm. being a product junkie like I always am. Supporting. Supporting. And I was surfing and I saw they had a hair section. I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe they'll have something that I'm looking for. And I realized that they had this product line by this company I worked with years ago that was even on Shark Tank. I don't know if y'all ever heard of Curl Mix. I thought you was about to say, we ever heard of Shark Tank. I was about to be like, girl, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a product that I had supported years ago when I was back on YouTube. This mm-hmm. sweet young girl that had a brilliant idea. It's funny because this kind of ties into last week's episode about someone maybe not being able to pay your rate, but you just believe in them and what they have to offer. And, she, you know, at this point, my YouTube was already big and she hit me and was like, I have this idea and I would love to, you know, align you with it. And it was like a do it yourself box where they send you the ingredients and you create your own hair products. And if you remember me from YouTube, I was always making hair products from scratch. So it just was like the perfect marriage. Yeah. So it was like, oh, this is a really cool concept. Was perfectly in alignment with my channel. Did the video. She ended up doing extremely well. 
Um, the good thing is because I worked with her, she was able to use that leverage to work with other influencers that were Love my peers and my friends. That's how you do it. That's business one on one. And then from there, she was able to grow her brand. And then she was on Shark Tank, <laughs> which was so fucking cool to see. Who did she get messed up with? No, you know what's up? She actually turned them down. They're she, lost. <laughs> that's, sure what, that's what I'm talking about. Because she was like, hell no. Like, you hell are not yeah. going to undervalue something that I know the value of. That was a, a panel of white people. How would they know what a curl makes oh, product damn, Damon wasn't there that day. No, I'm just... Oh, maybe he was, but I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> he don't have no hair. <laughs> so, no, true. So, you know, she just felt like she could take her business elsewhere, believed in her brand, and now it's doing extremely well. And I saw that she has a product line. I was like, oh, shit. Now she has a full-fledged product line. It's curlmix.com, and she has three di- three different sets. They have a lavender wash and go system from if you need if you're someone that's looking for more moisture. They have a vanilla berry wash and go system if you need some more strengthening. This just looks so good. You know my butt. I was like, I'm ordering the whole line. There's another one actually. I'm trying to find it, but mm-hmm. my internet is being. So while she's doing that, slow. I'll give the translations. There was a lavender one for um, you dry-headed asses. <laughs> there was a vanilla one, a vanilla one that's drinking for you broke-off ass, spit-ins having asses. And what was it? Did you find the third one yet? Yes, there was time? a wa- watermelon wash-and-go for well, those. Well, you know who that's for. <laughs> oh. You know who that's for, okay? For those who need hair growth help. Oh, never mind. And then lastly, <laughs> there's a, a lemon cream wash and go for those who need softening. So yeah, I bought the lavender. <laughs> I bought the <laughs> lavender wash and go kit. Um, because my problem is, you know, my hair is from riding on my bike and just being out and stuff and all the the, the mm-hmm. salt the sun the summer my hair is just really really dry so i got that and it's lavender like hello of course i'm gonna get the lavender kit but you can get all four bottles for like 80 bucks if you look at the reviews they're all glowing reviews you can go on the on twitter like i said to check out what people are saying if you want like more honest reviews and I'm so excited to see her growth because I'm like, I remember when she hit me years ago with this idea and now to see it, not just that idea have blossomed, but her to be on TV, knowing her worth, and then it translating into this full-blown brand called Curl Mix. Shout out to Kim and Tim Lewis. That's their names. Yeah, they're, love this. They're a married couple that work on the brand together, which I think is so sweet. Okay. And that's, that's so cool. That's actually that. a good price too. That's like twenty bucks a bottle, which is like a, a yeah. good price for a product. And it's like that. and you're getting a full bottle. It's not like those little sample size bottles that people be having. Like it's like sixteen ounces. Right. You, you ain't gonna get through TSA with you're gonna have to check this. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm really excited. I ordered it. Once it comes in, I'm gonna put it to the test and give you guys an honest review. I did get to try um, this company called Rizos Curls, that's R-I-Z-O-S Curls, they Rizos actually hit me. <laughs> they, they actually hit me on Instagram a couple weeks back and they were like, you know, 
we want to send you our product. I guess maybe they heard that I was looking for stuff and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were like, we'd love to send it to you. Normally, I'm like, eh, I don't know because I'm, you know me, I don't like a lot of clutter and people sending me boxes all the time. But I was like, I'll test it. The pictures of the girls on their IG had similar hair types to mine. I was like, what the heck? I'm looking for something. I did like that I never heard of them. To me, that's exciting because I'm like, well, if they're dope, we could be amplifying a brand, you know? And so I said, yes, they sent it. Let me tell y'all, that shit is amazing. So that's what you have on today? When you saw me earlier and I had my hair out and you were like, your hair looks different. I told you it looked good, girl. (laughs) It has like a an elongation thing where it just kind of stretches your curl to make it long. Ooh. I normally like my hair big. I'm more of a, yes. vo- y'all know me. I like volume, but it's nice to switch it up. My hair don't always got to look the same. This is like and a so, wet look. I told you it was very yeah, rock and roll for you. You yeah. see how it, it's just like a really highly defined, so mm-hmm. shiny that my hair looks fake. It's like, it, if you will, a picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like so it. shiny and black, it looks synthetic almost. Like when I woke up in the morning, I was like, wow, what a product. It's a four-step uh, system, just like the Curl Mix. It has the shampoo, the conditioner, uh, like a softening cream, and then the, the leave-in. So you put them, it has the order. It breaks down exactly what each product is doing. Loved it. Like I said, if you're someone that likes those highly defined curls, I call them the gap ad curls. Remember the curly <laughs> hair girls in the gap? Their yeah. curls are perfect. They were never big, never messy, never frizzy, just that perfect just curl. Right. If you're looking for that, if you're looking for Joan off of Girlfriends, <laughs> then definitely check out Riso's Curls. Let me make sure that I'm saying the, the website properly. Is it just, yes, it's just Rizos Curls, R-I-Z-O-S curls.com. If you're looking for that look, I can co-sign it because I used it. The guys see it right now, how my curls look really moisturizing to find. They're popping. And so try that if you want that look. And then the curl mix, I didn't get it yet. I actually just got the shipping notification. So I should probably have it by the time we have next week's episode. And I'll give you guys my review. And then lastly, remember I was looking for a clarifying shampoo, which is the shampoo that you use once a month that takes the gunk out from all these products. Because that's the thing. When you're using these four product kits, that's a lot of shit you're putting in your hair on a regular basis. So a clarifying shampoo strips your hair of all that so you can kind of like reset it at the top of the following month. It's really good. It just gives your hair a break. And that way, when you put in the product again, you're not putting it on top of each other. You're putting it on a fresh canvas. So the one that I had used got discontinued. I was devastated. I've been using it for years. <coughs> Excuse me. I finally found a good one, the Acure brand, which if you know me from my YouTube days, you know that I was in love with this brand Back in the day, they used to have this shampoo and conditioner called White Camellia that I swore by. Used to get it at Whole Foods. I don't know what happened. I just, you know, being a product junkie, I fell off from their brand and started using a million other things. But I'm back. And a cure is spelled (laughs) A-C-U-R-E. And it's a curiously clarifying shampoo. It's You get eight ounces for $9.99. It is so good. It smells like fresh lemongrass. Well, that's a deal. That's a Target deal. 
<laughs> smells like fresh lemongrass. <clears throat> it stripped out all the product without making my hair feel like hay. Because that's the thing, too. When it strips the good, I mean, when it strips the bad, sometimes it strips the good, too. And then your hair feels like fucking hay. And it's a lot of work to restore the moisture of your natural oils. So I really like the Cure brand, though. My hair did not feel raggedy after I used it. You can catch that on Amazon if you want it quicker. But if you want to buy it directly from the shop, it's acure.com, acure.com. And it's the Curiously Clarifying Shampoo. Obviously, all their products are great, but that's the product that I'm co-signing because I've been using it for the past couple weeks. So just wanted to throw out some old school hair advice. Look at Asante. He's ready to put his order in. (laughs) You know... Friend, there's always room for improvement in our, um, you know, lifestyles and routines and things of that nature. So clarifying shampoo, right? You use Mm -hmm. it once a month, you say? That's how much I use it, yeah. And also, is this going to be the one shampoo that you use only for the month of or is there another shampoo you use bi-weekly? No, I I use regular shampoo. Yeah, I use just the regular shampoo. I wash my hair once a week. That's just the schedule that works best for my lifestyle and my hair. Sundays, that's my wash day. It's like the reset day. So then I have my hair for the whole week. And so I will use regular shampoo. And then when I'm seeing, you know how sometimes you'll put product and it feels like your hair is not really popping the mm-hmm. same way? Yeah, it's like I go it's, through that all the time. <laughs> it does. It's like your hair kind of looks a little dull mm-hmm. and a little dead. And so that's what the clarifying shampoo kind of just revives it by stripping it from all the weeks of product that i have put in so i only use that and when i do use that that don't use the regular shampoo for that particular wash so then for that i don't want a double shampoo see that's why i was asking because sometimes when i use the shampoo my hair like you said the hay like it's like instantly like all right well everything's out of your hair now but i let like i'm looking for the in-between where you know they tell you to co-wash you know you condition extra mask all that so i'm trying to figure out if you use your clarifying shampoo at what point do you go back to the regular shampoo? So just that following week? your next week? wash. Yeah, okay. your next wash. You know what I will suggest, though? When you use a clarifying shampoo, deep condition your hair. After the so that, that wash? After you clarify, yeah, after that particular deep wash. Because you want to restore some of that moisturize, that hmm. moisture. Because the clarifying really takes everything the fuck out. So go ahead and get a deep conditioner i personally like the yucca and plantain one from shea moisture it just works really well for me i've used it for like 12 years now and that one is amazing so i usually you know what i actually bought a steamer i haven't had one in years i remember there's this mm-hmm. company called beautiful back in the day that all the natural girls we all had it dope ass steamer <laughs> i don't know what the fuck happened to mine I'm, i was like what did i do with that it's steamer? like the halo style right yeah like the you know <laughs> yeah. the the, the salon the hooded uh-huh. one that you <laughs> i had it on my kitchen table with my little chair sitting watching uh fargo which is a new show i'm binging that ain't <laughs> so, for everybody either because baby that steamer be then picked up some of y'all hair <laughs> off the back of y'all neck stop y'all know it what i'm talking about So after I clarified, I put my deep conditioner and I steamed my hair for like 20 minutes, went back, took it out and then put in my my products. And that was like a complete reset. Like my hair looked like a different head of hair. Mm. 
Mm. Love to see it. Mm. Completely different head of hair. So that's the trick. Clarify once a month. Deep condition when you clarify. That way it's not a bale of hay. But once again, this is what works with my hair type. I know everybody has different uh, needs. Regimens. Yeah, different regimens based on different needs. So try that if, you ha- if you're looking for a regimen and see if it works. And obviously change the configuration as needed. But clarifying shampoo is always a shit. I don't care. Nobody says always a lifesaver to have something to help you reset. Right. So It's like acetone for your hair, though. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So Strip that's it, it. A cure for your clarifying resource curls if you want a more elongated, long, perfect curl. And then the curl mix review, I will give you guys that. It's a flaxseed gel, too. Flaxseed. Um, also, it makes your hair shit. <laughs> And with you my experience what? with flaxseed, my hair is always so soft. So I'm I'm kind of guessing what, based on the ingredients she used that I looked up, I'm kind of guessing what the effect is going to be. My hair is probably going to be just really soft and big. So I'll let you guys know by next week. And that's it for the old school Hey Front Hey YouTube ass wellness right. segment. That's right. And now we jump into Mr. Music, man. Asante, what you got for this? And wow. as a segue English. for Asante, right? As a segue for him, from what you was talking about, friend, into Asante's uh, segment, this is where the producer Dustin Hat is played. Come on. Guess what? In the words of Missy Elliott, if you're a fly girl, get your nails done. Get a pedicure, get your hair did. Transitioning right into the music main segment for Asante. Let's go. <clears throat> Well, well, well. It, you know, that was a perfect segue, Missy Misdemeanor. Uh, That's right. Is a legend we will always, always, always praise here. Um, speaking of praising, I would like to praise my one true doll of the moment, Megan the Stallion. She Woo! has given us a new song, a new oh. single, a new visual. Um, she's also already given us live performance. <laughs> Uh, Megan The Stallion dropped her new song Don't Stop featuring Young Yo, Thug. Thugger. Thugger. <laughs> um, I would just like oh, to man, say uh, to those out there who have not heard the song. Good. Um, don't stop. Pop that cat. Mm-mm. Just like that. Mm-mm. <laughs> Shake that shit. Mm-hmm. Work it, bitch. Um, yeah! I just love everything that Stallion's talk. been doing. I'm loving this record. I'm loving the looks. I'm loving the live performance on SNL with Chris Rock. I'm the whole just, Edward Scissorhands vibe. The whole vibe so in the dope. video. Everything about it's on point. I, uh, come on, come on, big budget videos. Yes, three hundred. I mean, we're we're starting strong here. Let, let's <laughs> keep the party going. Let's keep the train moving. I would I would like to see more music. Also, shout out to Megan. Also having um the girls from well the girls excuse me having some of the the ballroom scene folks from Legendary or the house kids rather uh from Legendary um on her show I mean on her video excuse me I just thought it was super super dope because Megan was really good on that show so then to see that she took a little bit of the culture with her and you know she ain't forgetting about you know where she came from with Houston she out here you know slanging them things and shaking that ass gave you a good little one two step didn't just do it for Cardi B okay she was one two stepping before that and one two stepping after that just still with another uh, a whole hotter budget okay so <laughs> just had to give praise to the one Megan the Stallion that's my bitch um 
Yeah. I saw her celebrating a new Revlon deal too the other day on the internet. Her and her homegirls were like yes. popping off. So she's got a new Revlon deal too. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Everything that the stallion is getting, you deserve. Heidi for life over here. Um, just Team Stallion. Team Stallion. Just We believe Megan. We believe Megan. Okay. And, and always had, always did. Didn't even need to go look at any of the things. Not even trying to feed into any of that. Just thank you for the new single, the new visual. I'm excited to see what's next. Until then, I will mm-mm, shake that shit. Mm-mm, work it, bitch. <clears throat> <laughs> now, uh... Oh, and, you know, before I really get into any more music stuff uh, in smaller news, well, really big news, but I guess smaller to some of those that might be listening, uh, South Korean group Blackpink, they've dropped their album. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, We're all cultured here. So, you know, I I know we're on board. Yeah, I know know Blackpink. Blackpink, Mm -hmm. they uh, performed at, ooh, was it Coachella last year? Or earlier, like, Black, they, they fucked it up. I saw Blackpink perform and I was like, damn. It's been a long time since I've randomly cared about like a, a, a K-pop group. So shout out to Blackpink. Y'all got me back on board. They just dropped their project. Um, they have only two features on there. Um, by the way, their project is called The Album. But they have only two features on there. Um, <laughs> one of which is Selena Gomez. Um, cool. The next of which is the only reason that I really want to talk about this. Cardi B. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been waiting for this. Cardi B. Shocking. Uh, shocking and major move great move um i don't want to compare so i just really have to be careful with what i'm going to say because there was something i wanted to say but i really shouldn't say that i just want to say shout out to cardi b for working with uh you know doing doing it big with k-pop k-pop has always had a very very strong foothold in the music industry and a lot of you know your favorite performers know what it is to go overseas and make good records or you know do bonus track records um so to actually work with these groups let alone just producers or using the resources i think is super super dope so shout out to cardi b um blackpink is a top-notch top-tier choice shout out to yg entertainment i've always said if i was signed any korean family it would be y'all um <clears throat> i just think that it's amazing that cardi b is, has done the record if you want to check out the record, it's called Bet You Wanna. It's featuring Cardi B from Blackpink. It's dope. You like it? I I love Cardi B. <laughs> there, I, I just love Cardi B. Like, this was a great, it was a like, spectacular, phenomenal move. And I, I'm loving what she's doing. I'm loving where she's going. Well, I don't know where she's going because this is just a feature. But I love the potential that I've seen from this feature as well. So, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> Um, also new in music, I want to give a shout out to Metro Boomin and mm. 21 Savage. Yes, 21, yes, 21, yes, 21. yes, yes. Savage Mode 2 has, I don't want to say it was dropped. I don't want to say it was released. I want to say it was, um, it was bestowed upon us <laughs> at a time where, 21 Savage, I didn't realize he's almost like the avatar. He's been gone for so long. Like, I hadn't heard from him for so long. I didn't realize that I needed him the most. Like, he really just came in hot and gave me a a hot ass project. I mean, there's so many hot records on there. You know, Glock in My Lap, running, yeah. Uh, Mr. Right Now with Drake, Young Thugs on there. Like, you're going to have a blast with Metro Boomin and 21 Savage. I, there's just really no going... Like, it's 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 the sequel to Savage Mode, okay? It's Savage Mode 2. If you fucked with the first one, this one is... it's. I mean, it's not going to disappoint. That's all I got to say. 
Also, shout out to the legendary Pen and Pixel who designed all those um, iconic yes. no album covers back in the day. They came out of retirement to do the album artwork for Savage Mode too. So, oh, that's dope. Yeah, that's that's like an iconic hip hop moment right there, and I think yes. it deserves recognition. Shout out to shout Pen out and to Pixel. Morgan it Freeman. Absolutely yes, does, Dustin. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for saying that because. Like, when you see that artwork, you know it. Like, that is signature, staple design right there. Like, like just shout out to black people. You know what I'm saying? I just can't. I just can't. Um, <clears throat> plenty of other really cool, awesome things happen in music. It's just a matter of, you know, what I want to talk about. And I think I just want to get into you guys' listens lately. So, while you pull those up for me, because uh, I, I just really want to know. I just want to be on. I told y'all earlier, I'm nosy. I just really want to know what y'all been listening to. But while y'all pull those <laughs> up, um, I want to give a shout out to all the artists that released merch. <laughs> just um, Smino dropped merch. I was. Oh, oh, I have Smino merch from back in the day when for, he put out the the silk uh, hoodies. They're back. They're, he's back. Oh, those are bomb, by the way. If you haven't copped one, cop one. I'd be sleeping in it. <laughs> Okay, two two key things that you said, right? Copped and sleep, right? Mm-hmm. I was sleeping when I opened my phone and read the email that this nigga released hoodies and I copped one. <laughs> not even <laughs> not even the one that I wanted. I just woke up and saw that there was a pre-order and I clicked on the page and one of the hoodies came up and I didn't realize you scrolled because I was, you know, I just woke up. So I literally purchased the first hoodie thinking it was the only thing on the website. And then I had to go back and he's not doing any refunds, exchange or anything. Everything is made to order, which I fuck with and I love. So I went back and I ordered another hoodie with like the, the right color hoodie with this uh, shorts. So I got me a little short set from Smino there. You know what hoodie I ordered? Which one you got? Y'all know the dude that the dude that's gone viral because the Fleetwood Mac song Dreams. Yes. Yeah. He yes. goes by Dogface. Yes. I think yes. Dogface 408 or something like that. He has a merch shop and it's a picture of him drinking the cranberry juice. <laughs> and my ass parted. <laughs> I love it, friend. That's, yo, that video's a fucking vibe. I was like, I'm going to support this man. He's putting out good content. Okay. He's putting out content the world needs. And I'm aware proudly Kudos. when it comes. Kudos <laughs> to you. But the, the, you know what? That really goes into what I'm trying to say. Like, uh, if you're an artist, but just drop some merch. Like, I will buy Word. it. Like, Summer Walker, please give me a bandana or shades or a t-shirt. Any, anything. Like, goddamn. I'm wearing a Toby Lee, t- Toby Lee, Toby Lou t-shirt right now. It says, I was sad last night, but I'm okay. I got Sade. I see you. Okay, sweet is taboo over there. But My yeah, Sade call to action it. for the artists if you're looking for ways to make money during quarantine. Merch is always going to help you out because there's always people like me out here buying. Uh, with that said, friend, what if you've been listening to, okay? Pretend you're putting my headphone cord into your phone, Jack, even though we don't do that no more. So this is a twist on the listen lately. I heard a song that made me think of you. Uh, <laughs> and uh-huh. I said... And I said, this is a song Asante would love. If you were an a and I feel like this is an artist you would highly fuck with. I never heard of her before. Oh, my God. And when I heard the song, I was like, he's going to love this. I have to save it. I literally pressed the heart on it and saved it so that I could play it on the show. Her name is Ken the Man. Oh. And the song is I Don't Give a Fuck. 
and this is how it goes. I like it already. Okay. Plus. Hey, I got a nigga, give me all that I want. He say, he don't think that he can leave me alone. I get really nasty when I'm off the Patron. Soon as he in the door, I already know what I'm on. Look, it ain't too many niggas on the track. Run them around, they always try to see where I'm at. Hitting me up, I always hit them with the relax. You know I'm a P, I ain't with all that getting attacked. Hey. I'm from the A, so body in the face, cold. I'm building with the nigga, I be vibing on his face, ho. You stand down, I'm dropping niggas like a tape. Fuck, I look like getting played. I be staying out the way. If, if I ever post a nigga, then my page hack. Swear to God, the pimping in me never played that. Ask him for the face, I wanna ride it like a racetrack. Fucked around, forgot his name, he should've wore a name tag. I don't give a fuck, give a fuck, don't give a fuck, don't give a fuck. About a nigga, cause a nigga just a nut. I ain't worried about a nigga, just a buck. He can give me everything, it's still a nigga. Never be enough. I don't give a fuck. Give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. Come on now. Am I right or am I right? Friend. (laughs) Friend. Friend. And she's from the A. I I heard it. It was like like everything she was saying was just for me. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm on the I'm on the Spotify right now. Her latest she got her latest project called for the 304. See, I'm telling you, I knew it. I heard her. I said, let me play this on the show. And the song is I Don't Give a Fuck, but it's just I-D-G-A-F. So in case you're looking for that on Spotify, Ken the Man, the project is for the 304. So that's for you. (laughs) You know what what 304 is? Yeah. Remember, I lived there too. (laughs) So so then we got Blase. (laughs) No, no, friend, friend. See, never mind. No. I'm not, I'm not no. even going to expound. Go ahead. Yes, you know what it is. And it's coming back. So you got to catch it. It's like, you know back. what I'm saying? That's the thing. And I definitely, I didn't even have my mitt on. And I was like. <laughs> so, you know. Go ahead. And then the color show. Has an artist they just put me on to on their Instagram called Blase, B-L-A-S-E. And he has a, actually, is it Blase? The song is called Blase, excuse me. His name is Goya Gumbini. <laughs> these Goya, these we boycotting him. <laughs> <laughs> just playing. Oh, wait, I said it wrong. It's Goya Gumbani. It's an okay. A. Goya Gumbani. Song is called Blase. Learned that about it on the color fuck, show. Though. Goya Gumbani. Hell yeah. He's fly and he's new a New Yorker, but he's based in London. So oh, I'm like, nice. okay, okay. And this is how the record goes. Why it takes so long to get over shit? All the sins get long over Noah's ribs. We listen each time we fucked up to learn from it. I feel at ease when the sun up, serving it. I need release from the slumber, earn the wins. In the heat of the summer, took time, had to do repeats for my brother. Stacking for release, left me under. Sister in the sky, life changed for her mother. Couple traumas that I'm scared that I'll never walk without. I'm on the hunt to find a new chosen route. And I ain't walking with no niggas that be walking out. I see the old blase as an old blase. Back in the days we was pushing packs. In the cold lobby, through the lows I pray. Don't he give you like Love old it. New York, like Black Moon? He's just dope. It made me feel like a little bit nostalgic hip hop, but 
Those are my two. One for me and one for you. I'm loving it, friend. I loved it. <laughs> one, was, one definitely was for me, and that one definitely was for you. Like, like was, perfectly. Like, oh my God, so a lot. All right, Dustin Ross, what you been listening to over there, Josh? What you been what you playing over there, y'all? So first of all, <laughs> big ups to the homie Ari Lennox, um, yes. who has just been blessing us. If if you are not following Ari Lennox on Instagram, what are you doing? You need to follow Ari Lennox because she goes live in the studio while she's creating, and we are blessed to witness that and just bear witness to some of the most incredible new music you've ever heard. Last night she was freestyling on there, playing a song that I would love for her to release. Um, so just keep an eye on that. Um, and also stream her new single, Chocolate Pomegranate. It's the shit. So fucking good. But as far as what I've been listening to nonstop, um, a couple of days ago, a video appeared of Floyd Mayweather skating through his house, right? On roller skates, jamming. And then Swiss Beats posted a video in response saying Floyd don't want to smoke with the roller skates. And he was roller skating through his in his uh, garage in his home, which was so beautifully lit, full of exotic cars, like it was crazy. But the song that he was playing in the background is what caught my attention. And of course, I went through the comments and I'm like, Reading to see who's who's gonna ask what song this is. Believe it or not, Portia Williams from Atlanta Housewives. She was like, "What song is that in the background with the flame emoji?" And I, someone replied to her, "It's actually on Alicia Keys' new album." Ooh. Get out of here, right? So mm. I was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna listen to this motherfucking album now because I, you know, Blended Family and all that other shit had turned me off. Like the music <laughs> just wasn't connecting for me." But this song, first of all, it's called Jill Scott, and it features a beautiful spoken contribution from Jill Scott. But the Ooh. song is just incredible. It's an incredible throwback it's very to like pretty. 70s. So, right, um, Fran? Like, very pretty. It actually oh my is my favorite. I think it's the standout record on the whole album. I hadn't heard anything like this. It literally caught my attention. So, without further ado, this is Jill Scott by alicia of all of the keys because she had all her fingers on the piano for this song listen up I know we had let the beat ride, but I had to stop it at a certain point because otherwise <laughs> I just kept it playing. I done played that song out so many times. I've been dancing around in my room, stepping, two-stepping, hustling, shuffling, <laughs> get bucking. Like, it's just been great. So shout out to Alicia Keys because she really knocked me out with that song. It's called Jill Scott, and it's on the Alicia album. And also, whoever did the hair, and even though I know she said she ain't got no makeup on, somebody put a moisturizer up underneath her eyes on that cover. Because Alicia looks gorgeous on that cover of her new album. Whoever braided her hair, shout out to you. 
because her braids are dope as fuck on that cover of that album. So that's it. Shout out to Alicia Keys and that song, which is called Jill Scott, a.k.a. all right well before i turn the section over i just have a couple other things a couple things i want to touch on uh last week i talked about bryson tiller dropping the deluxe version of his project well a couple days later he dropped a new project called anniversary and it is wait bryson tiller dropped an album yeah yes oh shit where have i been I was sitting up here looking for the uh, the damn two tracks I talked about last week, and I was like, "Damn, there's a whole new project here." Wait a minute, like, wow, I, okay, yeah. He dropped, he blessed us with ten new songs. So check out Anniversary. There is wow. one feature. It's from Drake. It's called Out of Time. It's cool. Nice. Um, I like I like Bryson Tiller. I've always really fucked with his sound. I've loved what he's Me contributed too. to the landscape of music and the conversations that came up kind of when he was back doing his emo thing initially when he first came out. So. Shout out to you, Young Tiller. Still fucking with you heavy. Um, last thing I want to do is I want to turn everybody's attention to the YouTube. We always end up on YouTube. Um, I'm always on YouTube. I pay for YouTube Premium. So, you know, I got to make sure it's paying for itself, okay? <laughs> um, <clears throat> and things that I've been watching on YouTube, I want to make sure that everybody has taken their time out. If you are fans of these artists to go and watch these things. Um, one young, uh, One young, hot, sexy, foxy, talented... Summer Walker has done a whole set for Tito's Vodka, if you will. Um, <laughs> Why are really? you laughing? Really? <laughs> really? At <laughs> least we know what we're going to drink. <laughs> anyway, uh, on YouTube, on YouTube t- uh, t- Summer Walker <laughs> has put up a 35-minute video and it's her performing. It's sponsored by Tito's. It's Tito's Handmade Vodka Percents. Tito's Made to Order um, featuring Summer Walker. Summer Walker gave us uh, a very, very, well, I said us as if we've all been there, but uh, hopefully we're all going to get there. But she gave me a very, very, very uh, great, delicious set. Um, some of the new <laughs> songs, some of the old songs. It was great watching her perform SWV, one of the new records. Um, oh, yeah. And shout out to Summer for her artist she has an artist well i don't know the situation i'm just assuming just by association but on her new project she has an artist named no one no one noah and um when she's performing no one noah who who is she <laughs> somebody got to no okay so it's no no the number one noah i call him no one no one noah so i don't know if it's no one noah which i think i heard them say or if it's number one Child, noah. these kids and these I, names because i thought you meant like nobody knew who she was like no one noah like no one knows her yeah well well maybe it, it might fall into all of that or none of that you just never damn know you know <laughs> <laughs> but uh no one knowing no one noah excuse me shout out to him he had a set in the middle of her set um Uh, He did his part on SWV and then he did, I think, one or two of his own songs. So shout out to her for having him do that. I always think it's dope when artists uh, either put new artists on or, you know, they bring out artists they fucking with for their new shit. So thank you for doing that, Summer. It was a nice little treat. Um, And also in the middle of it, (laughs) Summer did a cover of Amy Winehouse's Me and Mr. Jones. So, oh, uh, okay. We're checking out if you just want to hear for the hits, but also we're checking out if you want to hear uh, hear her for the new shit or the cover of that. So I had to point everybody's attention there very quickly. There was one other. Th- oh, there's a couple other things on YouTube I want to make sure I touched on. Um, please, please, please. If you want, if well, the world is in need of healing, make sure you go watch Janae Aiko. Hers uh, <clears throat> tiny desk was 
the shit. Like, I mean, Janae is a fucking angel. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Everyone keeps telling me to watch it. I got to catch it. Friend, friend. Like, for <laughs> I every, know everyone for, literally for was every, like, girl. For every cliche that everyone has hit you up and told you to watch it for, you should. <laughs> but for the ones that they might not have hit you up, to, like, for the for the cliches they might not have known for you, like, like you want to talk about singing, Janae? Woo. She, like, like, that, like, I don't know what she was connected to that day, but those, those vibrations were right. Like, they was on. Like, like, she did some old songs, too, and... You just you she, was she was in flow. She was I'm in flow. Watch. And I'll you try to so watch present. tonight. Oh, please do, please do. Um, lastly, there's a lot of things that I really want to get into, but lastly, I'm just gonna touch on this and we're gonna segue over to TV Land because it's like a watch party anyway. Um, I just want to say thank you to Rihanna for the fashion show. I know that's not music, but uh, it's all about inclusion and her what she wants to do with fat or what she's doing in fashion is how I'm seeing the landscape in music and what I want the landscape in tech to be about. I just wanted to make sure I talked about Rihanna really fast because just everything that she's done is phenomenal. So, like, everything she's done, she's given to music is phenomenal. And I know a lot of people are still, like, really out here just trying to say, you know, we need the new music, we need the album. Yes, we do, but there is something to be said about an artist that has not given us music, you know, has done the features here and there, but that has not given us music and has still kept us savoring their return to the, the landscape. And there are so many artists that are out now that we would love to see if they could, you know, stand out or stay around long enough to get a feature with Rihanna or what they would, or their artists that we have that we want to hear what their music would sound like if they were to get a feature with Rihanna. So I just had to shout out Rihanna really quickly for the fashion show. It was an amazing fashion show in and out and everything she's done for that the culture. I love that she's really already done for music and I want to see done in tech. So that's it for the Music Man segment. Now I want to segue on over to TV Land. Dustin Ross, I would love if you would take it away. Thank you so much. Um, this was the week that the mid-season finale of Power Book 2 Ghost aired on Stars. Already? Um, as we know, yeah, the mid-season finale already aired. Um, as we know, this stars Michael Rainey Jr., who was playing Tariq, and he is now the lead of the series. Naturi Norton is still in this thing, too, playing Tasha Green, is her name now. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Mary J. Blige is one of the leads on this, playing Monet Tahada, the queen pin <laughs> of a, a crime family in uh, Queens. Uh, uh, Method Man is playing Davis McLean, a lawyer Ooh. who is playing by the rules, but still very much playing the game. It's just a great series. It's um, it's like a remix of the original Power series. It's a continuation of sorts, but with all new people involved in the mix, and it is good. The mid-season finale was good. Please yes, watch the show. It it's already been renewed for season two, so we'll definitely get more. So this is a great time to catch up if you ain't caught on. Uh, <laughs> secondly, I want to discuss The Real Housewives of Potomac. This Woo! week's episode was Woo! a continuation of the aftermath of the fight that took place between Candace, whose name has an unnecessary letter I in the middle of it, and Monique Samuels. Monique beat her ass on national television, and it was well-deserved after years of being taunted and just irritated by Candace's presence. Shit happens. People lose control. Music make you lose control. So you know <laughs> Candace can make you lose control. Um, and it just happened. You know, people are a lot of people are on Monique's back because when they had a sit down to discuss it with all the ladies, minus the woman who she actually got in a fist fight with, mm. she said that she was not remorseful. 
And people were really offended by that, taken aback by that. They feel like that was in admission to guilt of sorts, and it qualified her as the aggressor and the person who was at fault in this. Now, me, that's not the takeaway I got. I feel like she was telling the truth and just stating how she felt at that time. You can whoop somebody's ass and be like, you know what? I hate that that happened, but I don't take it back. I don't feel bad for right. it. I right. just hate that I did that. You know, and a lot of people took that as selfish and uh, Monique not taking accountability. I personally did not. I have seen recent interviews where Monique has said that now she does feel remorseful for the act. But at the time when they asked her on camera, she did not. We have to remember this was filmed almost a year ago. So it's just it's just been a great um uh, chronicling of events that have taken place after this fist fight. Giselle Bryant is a fool and a shame and the reason that I do not bang with her is because she does things like this. She left out of the intervention, not intervention, but just Monique having a chance to talk to the other cast members, minus Candace, about um, her experience fighting Candace and how she felt. Giselle told Monique, I, first of all, Giselle showed up with a security guard and she told Monique, um, you know, I have no respect for you. I by no means want to be around you. And then she went into her confessional interview and said, you know, do I, um, as a woman who's dating a superstar pastor, Jamal Bryant, have an image to uphold? Absolutely. And it does not include hanging out with a woman who's fighting other women on national TV. I don't want to be around her. No. That pissed me off for so many reasons because not only was it just rude and unnecessary, you got the gall, the audacity to sit your ass on television and say that you and Jamal Bryant have an image to uphold. And then in that very same interview chair when the producers asked you how many baby mamas total Jamal Bryant has, you avoid the answer and you say, well, you know what, I decided I'm only going to talk about children that I gave birth to. <laughs> it's a simple Google search. You want to say how a Google search will always be able to um, um, reference or highlight this fight between them. Well, guess what else, Giselle? A Google search will be able to pull up two things. Number one, that you got back with or think that you've gotten back with Jamal Bryant, who has repeatedly had children on you, with you, during you, and all those things. And it also pull up the fact that everybody knows that you can't dress. And with that, I'd like to close out the TV uh, land segment for the week. Thank you all so much. <laughs> That's it. So this episode was for the 304s. <laughs> Should we name it that? Let's name Why it that. not? <laughs> mm-hmm. Why not? So, As always, we love you so much. So before we go, what friend really trying to say is I'm a 304. That's what you're trying to say, friend. <laughs> No, I said this episode. Oh, okay. Is for the no, because you said that you had that song for me, so you said I'm a. <laughs> As always, we love you guys so much. We hope you had some fun with us today. We thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.